0: The famous Rav, off of the bus, Rav Yaakov Yisrael Herman, he used to have a lot of guests. A lot of poor people came to eat by him, and they smelled, and they were full of lice, and they were difficult, and they were grouchy, and they were unhappy people. And he would serve them himself. And one time, he got a new kapota on Shabbos. He got like a new bekesh or a new chalatol ha- uh, or whatever they call it in where he's from. He had a new suit. And um, he was he was serving Cholent to one of the people, the poor people. And he accidentally got it on the guy's finger. And the guy got so angry, he took the whole plate of Cholent and he threw it on Rabbi Herman's suit. Everybody was around. There was a lot of people there and they all saw what happened and they, they were like shocked. And the guy he realized what he did, that he, he, he didn't control himself. He got up and he was so embarrassed, he ran away. Rabbi Herman, full of cholent, took flight, chased him. The guy sees the rabbi's chasing him, probably was running faster. He's screaming, wait, 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 wait. Finally caught up to him. He tells him, my dear friend, don't worry about it. Come back. Don't worry. It's fine. And he coaxed him in, took a few minutes to coax him in to come back. Couple minutes later, everybody's there, the door opens up and they see Rabbi Herman with his arm around this guy, and he said, Come, my friend, sit down, don't worry, I'm gonna give you another plate, let's give him another plate. And everybody was like shocked. You know, And he can't on Shabbos, he couldn't even clean his the chilantiating, you know. And it was the whole scene and the whole action, bad behavior. And his grandson asked him, Zaidi, Ad Khan, so so much you could do how how could you do this? How do you have how do you have so much savlanos? Savlanut. How do you have so much patience? Rabbi Herman said, when you have Rahmanus, you don't need Savlanus. When you have Rahman in English, when you have Rahmanut, you don't need Savlanut. When you have mercy, you don't need to come on to the Midah of patience. He felt so bad for the guy. So you, 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 that's what we're doing. They behave crazy because they're in tremendous pain. They say things that if you show the video to anybody, they would throw the book at them. They're over all the Asaras adibris the They curse you with shemu malchus, f u c k, all whatever they say, and they're totally chutzpah, they're out of control, and and you you become godly, and you realize this is pain, this is pain. You say I'm so sorry. You let them finish. You don't say chutzpah. That doesn't help. This level of crisis doesn't go away if we shut them down. The only thing worse than a kid cursing you is a kid who feels that way and can't express themselves, and they're in their room, and they end up hurting themselves or hurting other people or letting other people hurt them, which is the other option. In order to get to the place that they will not need to do this anymore and you will be connected to them, you need to let the vomit come out. You need to let the pus come out. You say, just listen to it. You say to yourself, Hashem, I'm going in your footsteps. The same as eating matzah. The Chazanish once said that to vote in Israel is a mitzvah. Sorry for my Satmar friends. So they asked him, Rabbi, Chazanish, a mitzvah? Like matzah? He said, no, like murr. <laughs> it's bitter, but it's a mitzvah. What you're going through, the halach to is a mitzvah. It's bitter, like mara, bitter a mitzvah. But you know how many mitzvah sases that you get to have that regular people don't? They're gonna, they're gonna give you so much schaar in the next world. So many mitzvah saseis. Because every time you control yourself, you could daven for Klal Yisrael. You could daven for so much. First of all, someone who's getting yelled at and doesn't respond gets complete mechilas avaynes. So for you, it's Yom Kippur all the time. It's still very painful, very, very painful. Let them express and look at them with compassion and say, I'm so sorry, you're right. You're right, I wasn't there for you. How do they feel? They feel because they went through stuff. They feel misunderstood. They feel that we abandoned them. It's not true. And the proof is, look, you're here. The proof that you're good parents is you're here. There times that we but there were times that you abandoned them. That's correct. Or even if you didn't, but they felt it. So there's a, a a childhood trauma in deep inside of them, an abandonment, a disorder, an attachment disorder. And what we're doing with this whole NKM process is we're re-hooking into them. We're hooking into them. And that's what people don't understand. What? You don't have rules, you don't have this, and that? If we don't hook into them, nothing's going to help them. And the rules, the consequences, the boundaries, none of that stuff is going to heal them. They feel unattached from us, from our community, from Hashem, from everything. So they're, they're, they're unhinged and they're dysfunctional and they don't see a future. You can't get angry and criticize that out of somebody. You could be right, but you're not going to be happy. The results are terrible. Oh, they need to learn consequences. They're spoiled. They're manipulators. They're in so much pain. I had somebody recently said, you know, I have to teach my son the value of a dollar. He has a lot of chinuch, a lot of educating for this kid. He doesn't understand the value of a dollar. He takes my hard-earned money, buys stuff he doesn't even see, he doesn't even use, he doesn't even this, doesn't, a lot of lessons. I saw I couldn't really get through to the father because he was, uh, he was in pain over his money, which is painful. <inaudible> Hashem doesn't like to see his stuff, his maize yodai gets wasted. So, I said, you know, I hear you. We're gonna do that. Make a list of all the things you wanna teach him. He made a list, gotta teach him the value of a dollar, how to be respectful, how to care about other people, how not to manipulate for what you want, how to accept a no. He had a whole beautiful list of stuff that you all wanna teach your kids. I said, great. We're gonna teach them all to him. But now? Now he's suicidal. Now he's depressed. Now he's sick. I have a letter from your, from your Rob, from your Das Khaila. You don't teach lessons. Let's get him healthy. After he's healthy and stable and functioning and happy, we'll teach all the lessons you want. He had nothing to answer. You're right. You don't go to the hospital and teach someone with cancer. You can't order Uber Eats six times a day. No, they're sick. They order, you tell them whatever you need. Let's get them healthy. Once they're healthy, the surprise is you're not going to have to teach them. Because they know everything. They're just going through such such darkness, that's what they're doing. And what do you say? What's the antidote to chayshech and Bilbil adas and messed upness, is that a word? And darkness and confusion, they don't know if they're right, left, up, down, day, night, straight, not straight, they don't know anything. You're there to give them the antidote. The antidote to chayshech is light. You're a source of light in their lives. You don't get upset. You have no zikh You have no self. You, you, you're just, you're there for them. It's beautiful what you're doing. It's beautiful. And you're going to end up having a very sweet kid that you didn't even realize is so sweet and caring for the rest of their life. They're going to serve you. But we got to get that hook in. No, they need boundaries and consequences. No, once you get that hook in, it all comes on its own.